Right today I want to talk about something, uh, I guess I'll title it uh, the most easily overlooked but best mindsets to uh, take on to ensure progress. So I wanted to talk about a little something here that's been on my brain. It's uh, going to take some twists and turns, potentially. Um, I was actually listening to a podcast uh, by Russell Brandt. He was talking to a spiritual leader whose name I can't remember. And they were he was talking about uh, essentially consumerism is what they called it, meaning kind of capitalism. But how he, he said basically it's a good I- ideology, that, that ideology essentially being the idea of incentivizing um ambition and um and desiring to be your best and wanting to be rewarded for that and kind of things that that human beings need but it said it's kind of gone off the rails and I, i think he actually has a good point now the counterpoint to this is usually while the answer is socialism while that is clearly not the answer um that i mean they they touch on like how one hand paying the other in terms of like say a government I think one of the examples they gave was a government funding a pharma company that then turns around and charges the consumer to make money. So he's making money twice, and that I'd say is kind of crony capitalism. It is definitely corruption. It's not good. Um, Socialism, on the other hand, is greed of the government, and you would have to trust that we would be our best without those incentives, and as well as trust the government would spread it fairly. So anyway, I don't think that's the answer. But... I think he's on to something here that this this sense of never being satisfied with what we have it's a problem definitely and so of course the question is well what's the solution I think it was the Buddhists who had the solution of basically saying to throw away possessions no possessions which would get rid of those kinds of desires um I think a better solution actually could be found from uh, this book I was reading a few years ago. It was Jonathan Haidt, and he was talking about this, how the, the Buddhist philosophy of not wanting, um, it kind of solves one problem but creates another. So the answer lies somewhere in the middle between striving for ambition yet being satisfied with where you are and what you have and and from my perspective this is sort of the ideal mindset to be in as someone who wants to make progress physically it has to come from within we have to restrain ourselves we have to bind ourselves with some sense of um, structure yet not become so structured that it is no longer enjoyable or uh, or feasible or quite frankly corrupt I can also speak to this from the perspective of, say, when I'm planning out my workouts. If I plan them too rigidly, too far in advance, that structure, uh, I I seem to internally kind of rebel against it. It doesn't work. I jump ship. Um, Whereas if I don't have enough of a plan, then it becomes ineffective and I can't progress. So um, about a week in advance seems to be the happy medium where I've found for that. yeah, his, that book, The Happiness Hypothesis, is actually great. It actually talks also about the uh, achieving goals versus progressing towards them. And um, yeah, let's should talk about that a bit. 
So this book, The uh, Happiness Hypothesis, it's one where I basically find a lot of value in it every time I pick it up. And uh, this specific instance, the that observation is that, or, or his observation in the book that I find value from is, is the that we tend to experience more happiness when we notice we're moving towards a goal than when we achieve a goal. So that's why it's important to have little milestones along the way that we can that can signal to us that we are in fact progressing towards that. Um, he has another book actually that I have that I enjoy um, called. Uh, the Coddling of the American Mind, that has some good ideas in it too that can be transferred to this kind of progress and and um, fitness even world where a lot of it has to do with shedding the victim mentality that seems to be getting societally pushed on us so you can take charge of your own life and accomplish to your highest. So when talking about the mindsets needed to progress I think specifically referring back to greed I think the answer to that is gratitude appreciation for the present uh, also you can say resilience because growth comes from overcoming adversity so not getting too bogged down not feeling sorry for yourself uh, almost embracing challenge um, humility as well is a good one because uh, to, to be humble enough to continue learning uh, while being confident enough confident enough in your current knowledge that you can take meaningful action uh, there was this story again in that same book uh, the happiness hypothesis about the Promethean fire and, and how it kind of illustrates our ability to rationalize and, and understand that uh, our rationality is a gift to be used, but there's still a ton we don't yet understand. I think you could actually use the word courage to talk about that um, that process of using what you already know and as as well as you know resilience and embracing challenge and that that to me, I think courage sums that up pretty well. So my wife and I uh, really like asking each other questions or uh, finding these lists online that are questions for couples. When we can find new interesting questions, we'll ask each other. And even though we know most things about each other by now, it's still kind of nice. And one of the questions that came up was, who's more generous? Which one of us is more generous? Something like that. Um, I bring this up because it, it made me think about this thing we're talking about here and and it occurred to me that you know as much as I was saying the, the answer to greed is appreciation appreciation of what you have which makes sense but another cure to it from another angle would be compassion and when you step outside yourself and want what's better for other people too, then you don't necessarily have this need for more for yourself. So I'm going to circle it back around to what I, what I was getting into because 
I do, I do think greed can become a problem, a personal problem. And here's the thing. It has to be up to the individual to solve a personal problem. It can't, you can't, when you're saying, okay, well, that's bad for you to say, well, again, I, like I, like I was saying, I think the direction Brandt was going in that was to say, well, socialism is the answer. Because people aren't compassionate enough, we need the government to come in and make them compassionate. But the problem is, that's not true compassion. That's just you being forced to give up everything you have. If What we should be doing is teach people how to become compassionate. And I know it's not a natural thing for, for everybody. And I think it's a problem. And I think it's something that each individual should take some time and determine am I truly compassionate do I truly care about people and I've actually struggled with this recently I'm the kind of person who I okay how do I put this I enjoy helping other people it makes me feel good now some would say that's completely selfish that because you feel good about it you get something back for it and that's you know what that's fine that's the the law of rep, uh, reciprocity I'm, I'm okay with that I'm okay if people someone wants to say I'm selfish for you know helping somebody out on the side of the road with a flat tire fine call me selfish I, I whatever thing is I've found myself lately struggling with this and it's to do with more or less the state of the world I've always ha held the belief that what differentiates good motives from bad motives is the love of humanity what differentiates in in fiction you know superheroes from villains is a love for humanity my love for humanity is waning it has been lately because of the state of things, because of how much it's partially the division, but it's partially when I see things like, you know, the, this whole thing with one person, the, the people saying, well, that it's selfish for someone to not want to put a vaccine in their body while acting in a selfish manner saying well for my benefit you should be forced to take this to see this and to see people applauding this to see so many people applauding the notion of forcing things on people forcing medical things on other people that they don't want to see the Don Lemons of the world laughing and mocking people uh, for different different beliefs um, and, and and other people getting behind that and getting behind this whole mockery of of people for who hold different beliefs and the hatred and it just and when you see these kinds of things being elevated in society and this kind of nastiness being uh, rewarded uh, when you see governments local governments and companies you know taking away people's jobs because they don't because they don't um, want because they're they're resistant for whatever their reasons are they're not being allowed to think for themselves and believe for themselves and it it really makes me question the future and it makes it difficult for me to 
maintain hopefulness and love for humanity. And that was a long tangent, but the, the bottom line is I know I struggle with it. I know I struggle with compassion these days. But that being said, it's not it's not up to a government body to governing body to force compassion because that's not compassion. It is something that has to come down to the individual. Um, and I think it is something that I've got to work on. And I think we, we all should work on. Now that's in the interest, like I say, of, of solving this greed problem. I think there can be a carryover of compassion into the world of fitness. Um, it's a trickier one though. So I think when it comes to compassion, it's pretty easy to see how it can lead to personal happiness in a way when you, when you feel the desire to do good to others, it in turn feels good for you. But again, trying to translate that into the world of fitness, does it work or am I just grasping at straws here? Well, I think there might be something to it. Uh, I did a little bit of, uh, digging into it a little bit. And, um, so there's this, this article called the science of compassion I came across and it says, uh, I'm just going to read it here. Uh, emotion researchers define compassion as the feeling that arises when we are confronted with another's suffering and feel motivated to relieve that suffering. Compassion is different, different than empathy and altruism, which is interesting because they sometimes get conflated. That that was me saying that. Um, okay, so uh, compassion here. Here they they continue. Compassion makes people more resilient to stress and strengthens the immune response. Well, now that's the crux of it. Makes people more resilient to stress. I was talking about resiliency before, but resilient specifically to stress. When we think about stress, uh, physical stresses on the body. What else is training but a physical, but, but a stress on the body? What else is dieting but a stress on your system? Um, so resilient to stress and strengthens the immune response. Again, strengthen. What else is training but strengthening? Um, and specifically, they're talking about the immune response. So your immunity, your ability to recover, your ability to stay healthy. <sighs> okay, so this is very interesting. To me, it's kind of similar to, in, in a way to how uh, there's, there's this diet out there that's very popular called the vertical diet. And... The, oh, and, and what I'm about to say isn't unique to the vertical diet. It just lays it out quite well, which is essentially it, it draws a line, a horizontal line. And it says basically under this horizontal line is everything you basically need. You need it. And then the the vertical part of it is the the things that build on top of that. So your red meats and your potatoes and your rice and that kind of thing. Uh, actually... I don't know if potatoes are, but anyway, I don't know the diet intimately enough. But anyway, the concept is that below the, that horizontal line are basically all the things you need to ensure proper normal functions, such as um, micronutrients, so vitamins, um, electrolytes, those kinds of things that we sometimes get forgotten. You need those things to to optimally um, live and for your body to function uh, properly. 
So when this is talking about immune response, uh, strengthening your immune system physically, it seems to me like it might almost fall into that same category as things that are easy to neglect, but are almost basic things that allow us to function at a normal level so that we can then proceed on to optimal levels. Wow. Interesting. Weird, but interesting. Continuing down this rabbit hole, there is a book that sprung to my mind. Uh, it's called Tools. I believe the author's name is pronounced Phil Stutz, and, and he co-wrote it with somebody whose name escapes me. But Tools, and they talk about this concept, actually, the, the this love of humanity as a tool, as a self healing tool. It's very interesting that it's a, in the interest of serving yourself, call that again selfish or call it what you want, but in the interest of serving yourself, you're trying to be selfless. It's a very interesting concept. Now in their book is done from a psychological standpoint and in terms of relieving things like anxiety, um, in terms of getting over existential crises or whatever mental hang-ups you have. There's actually tons of good things in this book. They talk about they talk about this attitude of bring it on, which I think that you can easily see how that would translate in the fitness world, how embracing challenge. Um, they talk about um, uh, the sort of shadow side of our personality it's sort of a Jungian Jungian philosophy of of um, incorporating the shadow I think it's called where you acknowledge your darker tendencies and control them and that sort of thing it's it's very anyway I've, I've talked about that in the past as well and how that can actually be translated quite nicely into the world of fitness as well so that's interesting. I, this isn't where I thought it'd go, to be honest. When I started this recording this, I was really thinking along uh, different lines. I didn't think I'd be talking about this tools books or a, the happiness hypothesis or the coddling of the American mind. I was, um, I was, I was thinking of it more in terms of, like I said, that that podcast I heard and 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 how. Um, this this whole greed might be holding us back in various ways. Um, I, I didn't. This is what's fascinating to me. Actually, this was the whole reason I started this podcast in the first I, first place was to talk through some ideas that might have far more use than just being interesting. Since there's been so much talk of greed in this discussion, I think it's worth mentioning that greed is essentially a form of selfishness, and selfishness is something that's much easier to see in other people than to see in ourselves. So I think we should be quite careful when we're judging others and accusing them of uh, being motivated purely by greed, especially when we're resistant to see it in ourselves. Okay, and just to do a little, uh, I guess, Jerry Springer summary, 
Uh, the most important mindsets, uh, most important and yet easily overlooked mindsets for progress. Uh, so having ambition while appreciating the present. Um, awareness, self-awareness, awareness of what's going on around you. Um, humility, courage, embracing challenge, that's a huge one. Gratitude, compassion, resilience, all those things. I know it's a mouthful, but as I say, I think uh, I think if we can try to adopt those, it, it's they're things I have to continually remind myself of, uh, especially in the hard times. So, uh, hope this has been helpful. Catch you next time.